This is your evangelist, Reverend Collier, coming to you from uh, Fort Ann, where we're living now. Um, and um, we got some news for you today, um, some material that I've been reading. I, I believe it's going to be good for you. Again, it's Strike Fire Ministries um, coming to you over here. And it happens to be Monday, uh, I believe, the 6th of March, and it is about 3.35. Um, Holy Spirit. That's a word, uh, most unused power source in the church today. And some churches have uh, a, uh, a power of God, but you know have a resemblance of uh, the power of God, but deny it. Uh, having a form of God in us, but deny the power thereof. Uh, Jesus said he prayed the Father and he would send another comforter the world could not receive because it was spiritually current. They couldn't see, they couldn't hear, they couldn't understand what the Holy Spirit was all about. Uh, from the reading that I've been doing lately, uh, i bring this to you this afternoon. As Paul says, I believe I have the mind of Christ. And this might upset some of you. Um, conviction, it works that way. Um, and uh, I'm just going to read the truth of this article, uh, what it says uh, about Evan Roberts and James Stewart, who put all this together. Uh, and James Stewart was a young man in his teens when he started preaching um, and um, became a renowned evangelist. Uh, so uh, we're going to give this word by word. Um, and it will be on uh, our Strike Prime Ministries Facebook page. And uh, we're doing some new high-tech stuff. You'll find us on uh, our Facebook page regular also. Uh, and uh, I do take speaking engagements. Uh, if you want to recommend me to your pastor to come maybe for two or three days uh, and um, preach some special services, uh, and uh, we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Um, I come by faith, trusting the Lord to supply the needs. Um, we don't charge, okay? Uh, so let's get started this afternoon, uh, and it comes from uh, an article from um, Herald of His Coming, uh, January, February of 2023. So here we are. The Heavens Were Open is the title of this. Evan Roberts was not the author of the Waltz Revival. The author of the Waltz Revival was the Holy Spirit of God himself. Although Evan Roberts became the popular figure in the movement before the press and the public in November of 1904, it is well to note that the Great Awakening in Wales had its beginning two years before this time in many parts of the Principality, when the River of God was at full spate in the latter part of the year 1904. It was found that the Spirit was using for its instruments at least a hundred pastors, evangelists, and so-called lay people for his work. While the Spirit's working in revival spread into almost every nook and corner of the country, the ministry of Evan Roberts was in the main confined to one of its 12 counties. The fire of God burned in towns and villages which he did not visit, and in many of the places which he did visit, he found the fire was already there. His visit only fanned the flame. Now, the characteristics of true revival, one of the features of true revival and the true movement of the Holy Spirit in revival is that he does not depend on one human personality in his working. It is true that there must be the human side of a revival, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. You get that? comes from Judges 7.18, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. It is true that God searches out and uses broken and clean vessels for his work, and that in Evan Roberts he found such a vessel.
Another outstanding feature to revival that the movement does not depend on money, organization, or advertising. You cannot organize or control the fire of God. The astounding feature of this awakening was the lack of commercialism. There was no hymn books, no song leaders, no committees, no choirs, no great preachers, no offering, no organization. At least Pontypridd, uh, Lord Pontypridd once remarked, the revival finances and advertises itself. There are no bills, no hired hall, no salaries. Another characteristic of revival is that the Lord Jesus Christ himself is the center of attraction. It was noise that he was in the house, Mark 2.1. If the evangelist or evangelistic party is the center of attraction, then the work is of the flesh and not of God. The Holy Spirit, when he comes in power upon a church, a town, or a country, comes with his own strategy and his own order of working, such as easy to follow in the Welch Revival. Or Asbury, Nicaragua, Israel, we see such movements here within the last few days. Now, the marks of the Welch Revival, it was a revival of young people. Evan Roberts himself was 26 years of age, and thousands of young people, when they came, they became converted, went everywhere testifying. Little children had their own prayer and praise meetings. Chapels were crowded out with the young. It was a revival of singing. Imagine if you can an instrument with every string swept from the breath of the Spirit of God. As R.B. Jones, a leader in revival, said, The fact is, unless heard, it is unimaginable, and when we heard, undescribable. There was no hymn book. No one gave out a hymn. Just anybody started the singing, and very rarely did it happen that the hymn started. No one knew by whom went out of harmony with the mood of the moment. Once started as if moved by simultaneous impulse, the hymn was caught up by the whole congregation, almost as if it was about to be sung and had been announced and all responding to the baton of a visible human leader. I have seen nothing like it. You felt that 1,500 people before you become merged into one simple soul personality. Such was a perfect blending of the mood and purpose that it bore eloquent testimony to the unity created by the Spirit of God. Also is a revival of prayer. Prayer mingled largely with the praise, and what wonderful praying. It was praying that rent the heavens, praying that received direct answers then and there. The spirit of intercession was so mightily poured out that the whole congregation would take part simultaneously for hours. Strangers were startled to hear young and unlettered pray with such unction and intelligence that they were swept up to the throne of grace by the Spirit of God. Worship and adoration was unbounded. Praise mingled with the petitions and answered prayer was demonstrated before their very eyes. And when their unsaved loved ones came into the meeting, they were saved. What a contrast to our praying prayer meeting today. It was a revival of soul winning. Instead of few preachers and a few of the church members testifying to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus, it seemed now that if every Christian in Wales had a burning agony for lost men and women. It was the most natural thing for a true believer to testify of its glorious Redeemer in a coal mine, in the tram car, in the office, and in the school. Thousands were saved through the personal witness of ordinary common believers who spoke to them of the claims of Christ during ordinary conversation. A new day had dawned. No wonder the people could not sleep and could not stay away from the meeting 
No wonder the services carried on till two, three o'clock in the morning and then resulted in the march through the streets with people singing the praises of the Lamb of God. The mountains had melted into God's presence and the heavens were open and the church in Wales had a new eloquent sight of their wonderful Lord. This was expressed in the following chorus, which was called the love song of the revival. Wondrous love, unbounded mercy, vast as oceans in their flood. Jesus, Prince of Life, is dying. Life for us is in his blood. Oh, what a heart can e'er forget him who can sing, cease his praise to sing. Wondrous love, fevers forever cherished while the heavens and music ring. A new day had dawned for Wales. God was now visiting and redeeming his people. Now the preparation before the revival it was a dark day in Wales. Everywhere the bar rooms flourished, football, cockfighting, prize fighting, pigeon flying, betting and gambling uh, reigned supreme, especially among the working class. As many as 40,000 desperate believers unknown to each other in the majority of cases, various parts of the land had been waiting on the Lord. Among the chosen instruments, which God in a secret place preparing for a young minor who was to be the outstanding voice of his generation. It may be debated whether he was the most God-used or not, but he was by far the most known of all preachers in the mighty awakening. Evan Roberts was born June 8, 1878, in an ordinary working man's cottage called Island House in the little town of Longhorn. He became, began work at a very early age in the mine. He felt the burning passion to preach. The pastor and other encouraged him, even though he had very little education. Willen Davis, a deacon at the Moriah Chapel with young Evans attended, warned him not to miss the prayer meetings in case the Holy Spirit would come and he would be missing. Thus, it was that on Monday mornings, he would attend the prayer meeting at Moriah, Tuesday at Pisgah, Wednesday at Moriah, and Thursday and Friday at other prayer meetings and Bible classes. He had prayed for 13 years for a mighty visitation of the Holy Spirit. Before going away to school and in the spring of 1904, Evan found himself, as it were, on the Mount of Transfiguration. In his own home and out on the countryside, his Heavenly Father revealed himself to Evan Roberts in an amazing, overwhelming matter, which filled his soul with divine awe. When the time came near for him to enter grammar school in Newcastle, England, he was naturally afraid to go lest he should lose the blessed seasons with the Lord. In a providential leading of God, just at the time a convention was being held at Blenark, some eight miles from the school, the evangelist there at that time was Seth Joshua. On Tuesday morning, September 29, 1904, Evan Roberts and another 19 young people, including his closest friend Cindy Evans, went to Blenark to attend the meetings. And Lord began to work in their hearts in the early morning, drive as they sang, It is coming, it is coming, the power of the Holy Ghost. I receive it, I receive it, the power of the Holy Ghost. Still singing and praising, the party of young people reached the town in time for the seven o'clock service. Evan was deeply moved, he broke down completely. When at the close of the service, Mr. Joshua led in prayer. When the evangelist used the words, Bend us, O Lord, the soul in travail heard nothing more. That is what you need, whispered the Holy Spirit to Evans. It was not Mr. Joshua who emphasized the words, O Lord, bend me, but the Spirit of God himself and Evan Roberts later. And at nine o'clock meeting, the spirit of intercession was powerful. Evan just bursting to pray. Then the Spirit of God told him to do so publicly. 
let him describe this gracious experience which took place in his life at this moment, a crisis resulted shortly in 100,000 professions of faith. And this is what Evan experienced. I fell on my knees, my arms over the seat in front of me, and my tears flowed freely. I cried, bend me, bend me, bend me, bend me. What bent me was God commending his love, my not seeing anything it is to commend. The Holy Spirit had come and melted his whole being by the revelation to his heart of Calvary love. Thus the theme of the entire revival became Calvary's love. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8. He continues, Perspiration poured down my face, and tears streamed quickly until I thought that blood came out. Soon Mr. Davies came to wipe my perspiration away. When I was in this feeling, the audience sang heartily, I am coming, coming, Lord, to thee. Now a great burden came upon me for the salvation of lost souls. Now the effects of the revival, the effects of the revival in Wales was astonishing. For example, the correspondent in Liverpool Daily Post reported in December 1904 that there had been no arrest or drunkenness in rows since the revival had started. In the evening, the workmen, instead of being squatted in drink and vice, were now bringing great joy to their families. Outstanding debts were being paid by thousands of young converts. Restitution was the order of the day. The gambling and the alcohol business lost their trade and the theaters closed down for lack of patronage. Football during that time was forgotten by both players and fans, though nothing was mentioned from the pulpit about football. Political meetings were abandoned. They seemed completely out of the question since nobody was interested. The political leaders, even from the parliament in London, abandoned themselves to their Bible meetings. Out of one of the most significant results was that the old church prejudices were broken down. Man-made denomination barriers completely collapsed as believers and pastors of all denominations worshiped their majestic Lord together. The quarrels of local Christians were healed. Out of the outstanding feature of the revival was a confession of sin, not among the unsaved alone, but among the saved. All the broken down melted before the cross of Christ. The scripture from Chronicles, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. If my people, this my people, those that are already saved, need to be revived. The revival and the effects which followed the whales could not be kept local. Revival is like a prairie fire which carries all before it. It breaks out here and there in the most unexpected places to the amazement of everyone. It is not surprising then that the mighty fire which engulfed the nation of Wales soon spread to different parts of the earth, visiting preachers and ordinary believers who had come to see the sight of the burning bush, retired home, returned home to start fires in their own churches, mission field, and city. God's people all over the world begin to shout for joy. It is good also to remember that the theme of Evan Roberts, bend the church and save the world. And in the street of every, the secret of every true awakening, Christians must humble themselves and get right with God. So the spirit was break through the converting power upon the unsaved, Second Chronicles 7.14. There must be no hypocrisy. The Christian must bend to all the will of God for his life, perfect obedience before the Spirit of God is released. 
the Holy Spirit was recognized and honored as the divine person. They obeyed him immediately without any reservation. Thus they received holy anointings and they swept on as a conquering army. O oh God, O oh God, send the fire again. Now this that I'm going to read you now is a prayer of Evan Roberts. Lord Jesus, help me now through the Holy Spirit to come face to face with the cross of Christ. Whatever the hindrances may be, we commit the service to thee. Put us all into the blood of Christ. O Lord, place the blood of Christ and all our past upon the, this moment. We thank thee for the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, bend the, the, bind the devil in this moment. We point to the cross of Christ. It is our, our cross that we take in its conquest. Reveal the cross through the name of Jesus. So open the heavens, descend upon us now. Tear open our hearts, tear. Give us such a sight of Calvary that our hearts might be broken. O Lord, descend now upon us. Open up our hearts to revive the heart that bled for us. If you are to be fools, make us fools for thee. Take us, spirit, soul, and body. We are thine. Thou hast purchased us. Reveal the cross for the sake of Jesus, the cross that is to conquer the world. Place us under the blood of Jesus. Forbid that we should think of what men may say of us. Oh, speak, 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 Lord Jesus. Thy words are like wine indeed. Oh, reveal the cross. Blessed Jesus, the cross in its glory. Reign in every heart for your sake. Lord, do thou help us to see the dying Savior. Enable us to see him conquering the host of darkness. Claim victory for thy son now, Lord. He is worthy to have the victory. Thou art the all-powerful God. O claim victory. We shall give all the glory to thy name. No one else has a right to the glory for, but thee. Take it, Lord. Do it as you did in Ezekiel. I don't do this for your sake, said the nation of Israel. I don't do this for your sake. I do it for my name's sake, my glory's sake, my honor's sake. Glorify thy son in this meeting. O Holy Spirit, do thou work through us and... and in us now, speak the word in power for thy name's sake. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. Now, it is the most unused power in the church today, the Holy Spirit. We may use the name of the Holy Spirit. We may say we want the Holy Spirit to have his way. But the action is in what shows man is in control. Man is running the show. Um we want to bring in this guest speaker and we announce his name. We announce the time of service. We announce when it's going to happen. We got the songs we're going to sing, the musicians that are going to be used. We got this all panned out in the flesh. Oh, let the Holy Spirit have his way. Just like we see happening in Asbury, what's happening in Nicaragua, what's happening in Israel. Uh, I've seen these things on Facebook where the Holy Spirit is just having his way. Hearts are melting. Hearts are falling down confessing, repenting, accepting Christ, oppression anew, uh, backsliders being reclaimed, people being filled with the Spirit. This is all the work of the Holy Spirit, which we need to rely upon again. It's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. We love you all. This is again Reverend Collier from Strike Fire Ministries. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook. You can find me on my website, 
strikefireministry.com. And if you want me to come and and speak to your church, just let me know. I pastored for 30 years along around this area. I've been the last uh, four or five years an evangelist here. So if you want to to me to me to come, just give me a call, 518-321-8674. God bless you. We love you. Go with God, and he will go with you. Amen.